Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Drug addiction, suicide, and overdose deaths by medication and drugs, drug abuse. That's my topic today. You know, we've had a increasing level of suicides and accidental overdoses occurring in our society over the last many years. It's on the rise and it's on a continuous rise. A study done by the uh, National Institute of uh, Drug Abuse showed this, that you take all the drugs that people use and chart the amount of overdoses that people engage in. That is, they take excessive amounts of a particular drug, way beyond what was ever prescribed or ever intended. And you take a look at that population of people. And right now today, we are in excess of 50,000 deaths as a result of overdoses of such medications. Now, the study goes back to 2002. At that time, the overdose death was about 20,000, maybe 22,000, something like that. And here we are now in 2015, 16, 17, 18. And we're now exceeding 50,000 deaths annually as a result of overdoses of various kinds of medications. So we have seen a very rapid rise, a pretty steady rise over the years where people die as a result of taking an overdose. Sometimes that overdose is incidental and coincidental and just accidental. Other times it's very intentional. Sometimes we really don't know the motivation or the basis for somebody overdosing on a particular medication. But generally speaking, it's, in, it's meant to be. It was an intentional act on the part of the person. Now, when we talk about prescription drugs and uh, overdoses, we're looking at four different kinds of drugs, basically. We're looking at stimulants. You know, those are the drugs that kids use when they want to stay awake at night and study. You know, they just want to stay awake and drive the car and get somewhere in a hurry because you can't sleep and it's late at night and you want to stay awake and drive and you use a stimulant. Or you have ADD and ADHD and to help you pay attention in school and learn, stimulants are used. Or kids who use methamphetamine or ephetamine uh, tablets uh, to give a rise, to give a, a moment of excitement, of, of perceived strength, if you will. That's one classification of drug. We call them stimulants. Then you have what we call the sedatives and hypnotics. We use, people use those to go to sleep and just kind of uh, relax and be able to um, reduce the anxiety and the, reduce the tension and get muscles to relax and go to sleep. And we have a third category of drugs, and that's what we call the marijuanas. And um, obviously, marijuana is used for recreational and enjoyment purposes and just to avoid life and to avoid facing reality. And then you have the opiates. The opiates are the 
pain medications, the pain control medications, the ones that people seek whenever they feel a little discomfort and a little pain and seek out the opioids and want to uh, reduce their pain and be able to live life somewhat more comfortably. Now, sometimes medications like these are used in, with good intent and by people who have a real honest purpose and a good purpose. And other times they're used just for the sake of numbing oneself or putting oneself into a particular psychological state of being. Now, you take a look at the various deaths that have been occurring over the years by all drugs. You then break it down and say, okay, what is the drug that is really driving this? What's the drug that most people use and die from as a result of an overdose, intentional or not? Well, not surprising, they're the opioids. There are various kinds of opioids that we have on the market that people use just for that purpose of pain management. And these are the pills that we refer to as morphine, heroin, methadone, fentanyl, codeine. Codeine, by the way, comes in the forms of narco, Vicodin, Lortab, okay? The oxycotins, the hydrocodines. In other words, there's a whole host of medications that, are, that fall under the general category of opioids. But they're used for pain management. And the problem is they are the highly, highly addictive drugs in the market today. One of the most addictive drugs that one can take. And they're used uh, just to uh, numb pain for a particular period of time. The interesting thing about opioids is that they have a half-life of about four to six hours. In other words, they wear off. The effect wears off very quickly in four to six hours. And then what do you have? You, you want to take it again. You need to take it again. So here is, here's a pill that people begin to take and need to take it about every six hours. And you can just see how much that uh, brings about the potential uh, for death as a result of the overdose. So opioids are very, very, very dangerous uh, drugs to use and ones that we want to be very careful uh, if we ever do use them for pain management purposes. Now, interestingly, there's been some very good developments taking place in pain management which are non-drug related. Drugs that we don't need to have, uh, we don't need to use anymore because we have other means by which to do it various kinds of injections that are being used, and there's a nice little uh, device that's been developed recently called the spinal cord stimulator. A wire is placed in the spinal cord and it's coated in such a way that electrical charges take place to certain areas of the spinal cord to reduce pain and reduce the, the, the pain messages going to the brain. And um, we're not then into addiction. We're into an alternative form of pain management. So that's something, that if you have critical pain, you need to talk to your doctor regarding a, a um, spinal cord stimulator and the possibility of being referred to somebody who does that particular type of neurological treatment. The neurologists uh, are the ones that do that. Interestingly, uh, a study was done recently to look at where people get their drugs that they use for overdose purposes. 
And they look at the study from a point of view of age of the individual. One group of kids were from 18 to 25 years of age, and others were 15 and older. And what they find is that the people who are 50 years of age, 50 years of age and older, get their drugs from doctors about twice as much as kids who are in the ages of 15, 16, 18 to 25. That population just gets very, very little from doctors. But then when you look at uh, getting drugs from friends and relatives, kids 18 to 25, that's where they get their drugs, not older people. And then if you look at drug dealers, that is our people on the street that make connections, kids 18 to 25, that's where they get their drugs primarily, and very little of the older people get their drugs through drug dealers. So the older people get them from doctors, uh, younger people get them from friends and relatives, and drug dealers. So the market out there is wide, and the market out there is certainly open to anybody wanting drugs if you want them. The problem is they're addictive. They're addictive. They're addictive. And here's the issue about addiction. Addiction is basically this. It's you take a drug and you get a very quick and very fast relief. You get an arousal. You get a change of mood. You get a change of feeling very, very quickly. And if you like that particular feeling, you'll use that drug over and over and over and over again at increasing levels of frequency and at increasing levels of intensity. That is, stronger pills. And those are the pills that have a very quick rise, a very quick effect, a very quick re, uh, a result, if you will, and then it wears off very quickly as well. So then you have to take it again. And then that process leads to a form of addiction. So any drug, any activity, any event that leads to a very, very quick arousal, a very quick reduction of pain, a very quick change of mood will be a drug or an activity or an event that is likely to be addictive in nature. So we've got to be very careful in what we do. And if you are using opioids, start looking for an alternative. Talk to your doctor. Say, you want to get off these things and get an alternative. And if you have pain and if you have discomfort, don't seek opioids as your relief. Seek other, all other kinds of alternatives to help you deal with that pain and then make whatever you do more treatment-oriented, more change-oriented, and not just kind of relief from pain momentarily. That's a dead-end street, unfortunately, and we see that with the number of suicides that take place as a result of such people using medications in that manner. So anyway, thanks for joining me today. This is a tough topic. It's a tough issue. It's one that's in our society. It's one that is not good. It's not a good profile. It's not a good picture. Unfortunately, many, many people use opioids, but look at the death rates. Now we're well over 50,000 people annually dying just from the overdose of such medication. That doesn't even count the number of people who die as a result of accidents and so on. You know, interestingly, the studies also show that nobody dies from marijuana. And kids will tell you that. Well, this is a safe drug. Nobody dies from it. Well, that may be true. We don't have a high death rate as a result of use of marijuana. But what we have is a high death rate as a result of the effects of marijuana.
namely automobile accidents and other forms of accidents and mistakes that take place while under the influence of marijuana. So it's maybe it's not the marijuana drug that creates death, but it's the effect on an individual who has poor judgment, poor uh, reaction patterns, poor perceptions, uh, difficulty in thinking, difficulty in judgment, difficulty in problem solving, difficulty in decision making, and that's what results in death. So marijuana is a death pill, more than one wants to believe. And we have to kind of think of it in that particular context. Anyway, thanks for joining me, and bye for now.